Well, take your Bible tonight to the book of Ephesians, chapter number 6. What I'm going to do tonight is something very unusual. Uh, I guess seniority might enable that. But I, uh, I'm concerned about the political climate in which we're living. The emphasis that has been placed on the political arena and I think the devil is pulling on what they'll call the old bait and switch trick. He's got us looking politically. And is that really America's problem? I dare you to go to any news broadcast by avenue of television. And find one that is not reporting on politics. Evidently, that's the problem in America today because of the emphasis that has been placed on politics. I, I have been overwhelmed, if you please. Maybe another word would be saturated, if you would please, with all the fraud and corruption in government. I wonder, is it any different today than it was 25 years ago? I wonder if politics is more corrupt today than it was in Jimmy Carter's administration or the Kennedy administration or the Clinton administration. There's definitely more reporting on it today than it was in those days. I think maybe it's leaning more to the left in the reporting than it was in those days. Sometimes do you feel like, well, what in the world are they going to do about the corruption? We just hear how rotten things are but we never see any evidence of changing or confronting the corruption. I don't know if Hunter Biden is guilty or not, and I don't guess we're ever going to find out because no one is going to investigate. 
I don't know about you, but uh, sometimes I just like to watch a black and white western. At least we know at the end they're going to ride off into the sunset and everything is okay. They've hung the thief. <laughs> Amen. Justice is served. He's still hanging out back. But I don't uh, see any justice. I don't see any legalities. All I see is just they did this and they did that and they changed this and they're going to change that and they're going to load the court and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. So with that in mind, uh, I just... uh, Thought I'd drop by tonight to kind of help you a little bit. Quit concerning yourself with politics and start concerning yourself with really what is the problem. And if you do that, you'll not worry about them prosecuting Hunter Biden or anybody else. Because we'll come to the conclusion that we're really not in charge anyhow. Somebody else is running this boat. We kind of like Noah. When God said, I want one window in the ark. Of course, we would have been quick to ask. Where would you like it put? Where up front in the ark would you like to put the window? And God says, I don't want it up front. And of course we would say, well how are we going to see where we're going? And God would say, that's none of your business. I'm driving this boat. Just keep your eye on me and everything will be all right. Maybe some of us, like myself, have been looking through the wrong window. Instead of looking to where we're going, why don't we look to the one who establishes our going? So, in Ephesians chapter number 6 tonight, very unusual situation, very unusual kind of message. You'll never see this message in the Hall of Fame of great preaching. You can bet on that. I do not claim originality for all of it because I didn't write much of it anyhow. I didn't write this part and I saw the other part in a periodical And it helped me, so I thought it might help you. With all the corruption in the political landscape of today, God help us not to be so sidetracked that we would take the devil's bait and allow him to switch the emphasis on that which is not really true or important get our mind back on the right track. 
The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, closing the book of Ephesians, and I think probably one of the greatest books, one of the sweetest books, probably one of my favorite books in all the Bible is the book of Ephesians. Paul has written to the church at Ephesus and explained to them their position in Christ. And then he talked about their walk in Christ. And then in verse 10, he says, Finally, my brethren. In closing out the book, he says, Finally, Let me get down to the brass tacks of the situation. Let me take the camouflage off of Satan, Slewfoot, the deceiver. The one that walks in camouflage so that we may not see him, but see that which is not true. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of Washington. You want to change that name to Biden? Or Trump? Or Pelosi? That we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Could I introduce you tonight to your enemy? The dirty scoundrel, the rascal. That is behind all the fraud, all the corruption, all the lying, all the ballot harvesting, and on and on and on and on. But if you removed all of his tricks and his wiles, what would uh, Fox, CNN, B-U-L-L. What would they report on? If they told you the truth, they could just stand up tonight and say, the devil did it, now we're signing off. That don't create your interest enough to stand there and waste hour upon hour watching the devil's bait and switch making us mad at the Democrats and making us mad at the Republicans and making us mad because they're not a Democrat and because they are a Republican. I tell you, somebody just needs to hang them up by the toes till their eyeballs fall out their ears. And then we go to bed and take 1,700 night-night pills so we can sleep. 
I told you you wasn't going to like this. I don't even like it. For we wrestle not. This is the next verse. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having not done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. And he goes down through there and talks about the armor that Christians, these folks to whom he's writing in Ephesus, is to embrace if they're going to stand in the evil day. Now, I wish I had come to the conclusion earlier in my life I think tonight it would be interesting for us to realize who we're wrestling with. Who our fight is against. And realize once and for all just how frugal it is to get all uptight about who's in the White House. I do not mean we're not to care, and I do not mean we're not to vote. But I'm saying, we really need to know with whom our battle is. If you realize who your battle is and who you're fighting, you can be obedient to pray for our president, regardless of who is in the White House, because it is a biblical mandate that we pray for those who are in power, because the Bible said God regulates who's in the power. Well, I, I, there's just some folk I can't pray for. Kind of like my mama one time, she said to me, I preached a sermon on the devil. My mama got mad. She said, now honey, I've told you all your life, you're not to talk bad about anybody. (laughs) You say, well preacher, I I don't agree with that. Well, I didn't tell my mama that. (laughs) So this past week, I was going... And reading, and I spend a lot of time reading. Don't mean I read a lot, it just means I read slow. And as I was reading the things that passed over my desk, and 
my mind was drawn and my eyes were drawn to this statement. Now listen to it. Some things to consider in today's political climate. Nine things, nine things for you and I to consider in today's political climate. You say, preacher, I didn't come tonight to hear about politics. Well, we'll bow our heads and you can leave and then I'll go on with it. Number one, the first thing to consider, really who is our fight with? Who really is our enemy? Who is it really from the moment we get up in the morning and the time we go to bed at night whom are we fighting? And who is fighting our walk with God? Who is it that wants to hook our children on drugs and pornography? Who is it that's pumping the garbage in our living rooms for our men? Become swayed and engrossed in ugly pictures. Who really is it? Is it Biden or Trump? Are they the dirty scoundrels that's trying to hook our kids on pornography and drugs and alcohol? Who is it would like to entice our clean kids? into a back seat of an automobile only to weep and cry and have a burden the rest of our life. Is that political? Is that coming from the White House? Could it be we're spending more time concentrating on the wrong house? The Bible says, and I'm going to take its word. The Bible says that my fight, my daily and hourly fight, my enemy who never sleeps and never slumbers, always ready to try to knock me off of my throne. And find myself in the garbage pit of this world. His name is Lucifer. Satan. The devil. But you and I don't give much thought to him. We're too busy with politics. He's shysted us, if you please. He sidetracked us, if you please. We can't see him. We can see Biden. We can't see him. He's not the problem. It's Trump. It's Congress. The 
Biden is the one who opened the border? Really? Really? Biden. It's all about, no, it's not about Biden. It's about the devil. And the devil's got us mad at the Democrats. And the Democrats mad at the Republicans. Got all of us thinking about race. Critical race theory. You ought to just be able to look at that title and realize it's not real. That's what they call it a theory. Wake up! Duh. First thing I'd like to ask you tonight do you realize? Who you're fighting with? Or have you already surrendered? You already waved the white flag and said, All right, when my wife and family go to bed, I'll watch what I want to watch. I don't care what mom and daddy might say. When I'm out on my own, I'll do what I want. But if you have not already surrendered, let me give you something tonight just to think about. And if you get mad while you're thinking, that might be proof you've been wrong all the time. First thing, nine things to consider in today's political climate, first thing, my wife told me this morning she wrote 17 pages, thereabouts, <laughs> give or take 15 or 20, on the message I preached this morning. Number one, are you ready? You ready, Brother Doug? Okay. Now, don't let these overwhelm you. They're really deep. The first thing that I am going to consider in this political climate in which we are living in is this. If our battle is not with flesh and blood, then the key to our victory is not in flesh and blood. If our battle is not with flesh and blood, then the victory to our battle is not in flesh and blood. Elections are not the answer to America's problem. Conservatives nor liberals 
is not the answer. Getting mad at progressives and verbally giving them a backlashing might make you feel better, but it don't change the progressive. Only God can change a progressive and a conservative. Well, I'm a conservative. Really? I'm a liberal. You are? Do you know the difference between a liberal heathen and a conservative heathen? Verbiage. Do you want a conservative heathen or a progressive heathen teaching your children? Or would you rather have a Christian? Well, I'm a conservative. Well, you want me to chrome your belly button? You're still a heathen. You're still void of Christ. You're still ignorant of the Word of God. And you want your children to be taught with a conservative heathen? I get so tired of folks saying, well, I'm conservative. <clears throat> I'm a progressive. But none of them says I'm a heathen. But if they're not saved, if they do not embrace Christ, if their life has not been changed, if the dead has not been quickened and made alive, they're still heathen. Their canes walking around, camouflaged, like they're able. So my question to you is, if our battle is not with flesh and blood, and the Bible says it is not, then why are we so ignorant to think they can win the battle at the election box? Why are we put in so much anxiety and worry in the elections? Because it's the salvation of America, we think. But if our battle is not with flesh and blood, then we cannot win the battle with flesh and blood. I'm sorry many of you have gone to sleep. Maybe the next point will be better. <laughs> or maybe you'll agree with it and won't look so bored. 
Now, before you get mad at me and run off, think about what I'm saying tonight. This helped me. Number two. If our battle is not against flesh and blood, then it is not against office holders. If our battle is not against flesh and blood, then our battle is not with office holders in high places. My battle is not against Democrats. My battle is not against Republicans. My battle is not against race. My battle is not against color of skin. Because I wrestle not against flesh and blood. And if I don't wrestle against flesh and blood, flesh and blood is what fills the political agenda and office in our country, is it not? So if we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, then we cannot win the victory with flesh and blood. Anti-Christian oppressive governments has been in power in the history of all Christendom. By the way, it was an oppressive government that stoned the Apostle Paul. It was an oppressive government that beheaded the author of the book of Ephesians. To run and hide and stick our head in the proverbial sands and say that maybe 2024 will change the political climate. It might. But it won't change the devil at all. And he'll still be running wild and unchecked up and down the pews of our churches. Because elections will not change what the devil is doing. The devil changes elections, not vice versa. Well, I'll tell you, they're raising taxes. Well, we're really oppressed, aren't we? Gas is up a dollar. Sip a lot more than that since I was a kid. I used to buy it for five cents a gallon. Sold it for ten cents a gallon. And to get folk come in to buy it, we had to produce full service at the pump. That means you wash the windows, you vacuum the car, you check the antifreeze, 
and you checked the brake fluid while the gas was being pumped in the car. And if there was a spot on the windshield, some old nag would jump all over you and criticize you because this is full service for 10 cents a gallon. Come a long way, hadn't we, baby? We feel oppressed. I don't know of any time in history that some place in the world Christians have been oppressed by unrational, absolute terrible government. Go through your Bible. Peter experienced it. That's why he wrote First and Second Peter. James died at the hands of an oppressive government. John the Baptist lost his head in a meeting with Herod. And we complain and get all sidetracked politically while the devil snatching our kids, slinging them into the world, leaving them tear-eyed and broken-hearted while we complain about Biden, the White House. God help us. If our battle is not with flesh and blood, if our battle is with flesh and blood, then it is not against the office holders in our land. Hope that didn't make you mad. Because our battle is not with the Democrats or the Republicans or the office holders in our land. Our battle with slimy face, the deceiver, the red worm, the old dragon, the angel of light, Satan himself. Tonight when you watch television, realize that you're being conned. The devil wants to make you very mad at the administration. It's okay to vote and we should vote. But we ought to spend more time concentrating on our real enemy. Less time allowing him have his way with our family, with our friends. Well, I gotta hurry. I gotta finish this in five minutes. I can't even say my name in five minutes. Number three, I want you to think of this righteousness in governments do not exalt. A nation. Righteousness in people exalts a nation. You need to quit 
griping about the government and worry about yourself. The government has not made America great. The people in America has made her great. And when the people turn against God, then God will turn against the people. And that might be what the problem really is in Washington. Government's rotten because the people are rotten. God has forgotten Washington because the people has forgotten God. I just thought I'd drop by and run these by you because I know how much you're enjoying it. The fourth thing I'd like to give you in this political climate in which we live, the pastor in the pulpit is more important than the politician in office. I don't know if Brother Biden has had a prayer meeting in the White House praying that the devil would get his due. But I'd probably think he hasn't. To him, America's problem is the Republicans. He's soft on political powers across the world. He'll go to bed tonight thinking that his real problem is with the Senate or the House. But America's real problem is not Congress because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We have become totally ignorant of the devil's devices. We blame each other in our homes not realizing for a moment the power of Satan. The sly, crooked power that he has toward our loved ones and ourselves. We jokingly say the devil made us do it. He probably did. We just didn't give him credit. He's too smart for us because we are ignorant, totally ignorant of his devices. He's the one who wants to teach our kids sex education at four and five years old. We blame the teachers' union. We blame teachers. We blame 
Washington, we blame school boards. No. That's just the surface of it. There's an underlying problem, much larger problem, because we wrestle not against teachers' unions, school boards. Our fight is with the devil. Well, I probably need to save these until maybe sometime in the millennium because you don't look like you're really interested. I've seen 25 people dot off and go to sleep. (laughs) I don't know about you, but these things spoke to my heart. And I try honestly to walk with the Lord. I try feverishly Spend time with the Lord each day. I try to confess, repent. I try my best to walk in God's will. But if I'm not very careful, that stinking one-eyed monster in my living room will hornswoggle me into thinking we can vote this thing to resemble the millennium. We're not going to vote this mess out. We're going to have to pray this mess out. The devil's not scared of us at all. Number five. We've been here an hour, right? That's long enough. Number five. Didn't I say I was going to stop? Number five. I want you to think about this. I'm serious tonight. I want to help our church. If righteousness exalts a nation, then soul winning is more important than political activism. You got that? If you're mad at Biden or mad at Trump or mad at Pelosi or mad at Schumer or mad, just mad. It ain't going to do anything except make you mad. And it's certainly going to help not help the situation. I made this statement this morning and I've been thinking about it. Last night, 25,000 folk stood in the rain, gushing rain for three hours, waiting to express their political Activism. We're conservatives. We're for Trump. We wear hats to say who we're for. 
What if every one of those 25,000 won one soul to Christ? Every month, the rest of this year, would that do more to make this nation righteous than the next Trump rally that will gather 40,000 to hear him speak? Has your political activism on twerp, tweet, text, my house, your house, Facebook, Facebook, your book and my book, has it done anything? Other than make you matter. And because it don't matter. To anybody else. What you think. These things spoke to my heart. I am a conservative. But I am a Bible-believing conservative. I am a born-again conservative. I need to save these. This one is very simple. Number six... My battle is not against the government. It's against Satan. Verse 11 speaks of the wiles of the devil. He's behind an author of all that is evil in this world. Please understand what I'm saying now tonight. I want to be kind. I don't have to be. I just want to be. The only thing that I see happening, and I'm going to jump on some of your heroes. The only thing that I've seen happen by watching Hannity is that Hannity had become a millionaire making me mad at somebody else. Same with Tucker Carlson. Same with all of these programs that keeps us so informed of who our enemy is. But I challenge you tonight to watch all the TV you want. And you'll not hear one mention of our real enemy. And 
And we're mad at everybody except him. We're ready to fight all of Washington and D.C. We'll put on our MAGA hat and walk downtown for worth. Won't you take your Bible with you and a handful of tracts and you'll do a whole lot more good than you will being a political activist. And making all of these TV stars millionaires. Now, if I jumped on some of your heroes, if I said I need to stop, number seven, social media. It's not our battleground. Well, I'll show them I'll put my attitude on Facebook. Only until you say something they don't like. And then your Facebook is no longer a face or a book. Well, I can put it on there because I know nobody's going to confront me. I can put stuff on Facebook. I'm not afraid. Would you tell them face to face, nose to nose? If you've got so much courage, have you ever tried this? If you died today, do you know 100% sure you'd go to heaven? Our battle tonight is not to be fought on Facebook, nor Twitter, or anything else. Social media is not our battleground. Lastly, politics will never lead to revival. America not need another election. America needs a revival. Amen. And I just have to be honest with you. Sometimes I start fighting the wrong enemy. Sometimes I start listening to the wrong people. They aggravate, they agitate, and they imitate me to a place to where I don't need to go because the Lord Jesus was full of grace and truth. And if we're not too careful, we will go heavy on the truth and light on grace. And we'll forget from whence we came. And the tree from which we were hewn. Realizing that we were dirty, rotten, filthy sinners without Christ. On our way to hell. Well. Just thought I'd drop by and. 
Because these things made me think. I need sometimes to think. Would you allow me to close it out with one statement? You said you've made 25 since you closed the last time. <laughs> Brother Andrew will never let me preach again. I can hear the phone now. I cannot believe you preach what you preached all day Sunday. My testimony. I'd rather be under bondage of a man in office than under the bondage of sin personally. Did you get that? I would rather be under bondage to a man in an office than under the bondage of sin personally. I'm reminded that demon-possessed men running through the graveyards of Gadara, naked, blasphemous, ugly, demon-possessed under the servitude control of Satan himself. I hope by God's grace tonight that all of us realize before we go to bed our fight is not with our mate. Our fight is not with our neighbor. Our fight is not political. Our fight is spiritual. 